Welcome to Deep Shift, a show exploring the vibrant new future of a planet awakening. Welcome everyone to Deep Shift. I am here with Alex Lazarev. Alex is a comedian, podcaster, and I'm excited to go deep with him. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Such a pleasure to be here. Great to, great to see you. Great to meet you. Uh, and uh, let's just dive, let's dive right into it. Uh, a lot of people listening are, are interested in the shift that's taking place on this planet, um, which is happening outside, as we can see a whole world is sort of trans- transforming in front of our eyes, and also inward. A lot of people are going through inner awakenings. And uh, I was listening to your podcast, and on your first episode, you talked about this crazy woman who was, who was yelling and screaming. I was wondering if you could tell that story. Sure, yeah, that was my, my, first, my first awakening. Uh, it's weird because it's weird at the time, I'm like, this is amazing. And then years later, you're like, oh, yeah, that was just, that was just me starting to wake up. But, uh, yeah, man, I was, uh, you know, not particularly conscious uh, at that point in my life. I was just running around and doing comedy and getting laughs and uh, eating poopy food and you know I'm, I'm just really at the beginning of my journey but by by some random coincidence uh i was actually running around uh, flirting with women which uh which is one of the things i got into pretty heavily and i was walking out of the eaton center mall one day in toronto which is where i'm from unfortunately um and i have to bash toronto all canadians they know and um Basically, I walked out and I started flirting with this really cute Japanese woman, and uh, we had a really deep conversation. We got into like God and spirituality and all this stuff. And at the end of it, she just says, "Hey, do you want? Do you want to? I have this one book left, but it's only for you know somebody special who's really going to read it. Are you going to read it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll read a book if you give me a book." So she gives gives me this book by this guy called uh, Ryohu Ohara, and he, he he runs this group called Happy Science. Sounds kind of like a, you know whatever, kind of weird. But, uh, but I read this book and it was all about these different like levels of dimension where you go like after you die. So it's like humans are on the upper part of the third dimension and then there's a fourth dimension and then like angels and beings all dedicated to helping others are on this dimension. It just kind of went all the way up and I, I was reading it and it was just like fascinating. I was like, oh, this was crazy. Uh, but I really felt there was an energetic transfer happening. Like something was happening when I was reading this book. It's like I was, and I've noticed since then as well, when you really are reading something that is true, like at, like truth, you can feel it in your body. Physiologically, you know it's the truth. When someone speaks truth, when Christ spoke through me and my last awakening, uh, awakening, it was like the, the amount of power that came through is like undeniable. You're like, holy shit, this is real. Um, so it happened, it happened when I was reading this book. And then, yeah, and I'm about halfway or three quarters way. You know, I don't think I'd quite finished the book yet. Um, and I was just walking along uh, outside of King Street Station in Toronto, and there was this woman who was absolutely insane screaming on the corner, just like, just like, bah! like screaming. And I, I particularly didn't want to talk to her because she just reminded me of my mom. My mom had psychological problems. She was really angry. She had demons later, later I found out. So she was, she would always be tearing me down, throwing boots at my head, you know, like just really violent, like not fun. So I, I was like looking at this and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cross the street over here and get away. So I just kind of avoid this woman. I go downstairs into the subway and then this, uh, this little voice in my head, it wasn't like I heard the voice, but it was just this intuition that just went, go and talk to the crazy lady, right? And I stopped. I literally just had this idea. And I was like, why would I, why would I do that? That's exactly what I don't want to do. But at that point, I just went, okay, you know, what's the worst thing I can have? Let's go for it. So I walked back up the stairs, went, walked over to this lady, and I tapped her on the shoulder, and I literally saw like her eyeballs were literally 
like it was like her eyes were white like her, her pupils were back in her head and as i tapped her she came like almost back into this world and just looks right at me just said hey uh, how you doing i was like i'm good how you doing she's like oh you know that's so good. I'm like, how, how long have you been screaming for? And she's like, I've been screaming for a couple of years now. I said, oh, yeah, what, what, why are you screaming? And she's like, well, my husband left me and took the kids. So I'm out here screaming. I scream. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can see that. And then for the next few minutes, I, I just had like a real conversation with her. I just, just gave her some grounding. I was just like, hey, you know, are your kids homeless? She's like, no, no, they're living with their dad. I'm like, are you homeless? She's like, no, I got an apartment. I'm like, okay, so that's not so bad. Hey, your kids are safe. They're in Canada. They could be in Iraq or in the war. That's pretty good, right? She's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, do you, you know, do you believe in God? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, me too. And he loves us and he cares about us. And, you know, life can be what we want to. We, we just have to, I mean, do you really want to end up being one of these crazy people on the street? And she's like, no, not really. And I'm like, so you could find another way to vent your anger that's more constructive than just screaming on the street. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that could work. And for about 10 minutes, I just had a normal human interaction, just being supportive and just being nice and connecting with her. And eventually the, uh, the little streetcar shows up and she goes, oh, this is my, uh, you know, this is my streetcar. And I said, okay. And she just looks at me and says, thank you. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I think I gave her like a little hug. And then she, she went on quietly, normally got on the thing and then, and then went away. So I was like, okay, so that happened. And then, uh, you know, I go back down the subway to get, get my train. And, uh, and I started like, I was kind of contemplating. I was like, oh yeah, you know, that, that, I guess that was a nice thing that I did. Oh, that was nice. And I started feeling funny. I, I, it's hard to describe. I just started feeling funny, like this energy was coming in and I, I was like realizing something. And then I just, I stopped and I just thought about it. I said, I said, oh, I guess, I guess I, I feel really happy. I feel really good. I, I guess it's because I just helped an, another soul on, on, on her journey. And, and, that, and that's a good thing. And then literally as I had this thought, just like, boom, this energy, like just hit my forehead and ran down my head, down my spine, all the way down my arms. It was like a heat and electricity and it felt great and in that same moment i just had this realization i just went holy shit uh fuck we're immortal there's no such thing as death we're all just souls on this infinite adventure we're all just here to help each other on this crazy journey of being a human and i have to tell everybody that they're immortal and there's nothing to worry about and i just knew oh that's why i'm here i have to remind everybody that 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 we're all eternal beings having these human i just knew it in one moment i just went oh oh yeah i knew that it was just like boom in one second and so I get on the train, and, uh, and a few things happened during this thing. Initially, uh, so I had this realization, and I was like, really like, wow, this is so cool. And as I was looking at people for a while, everybody had this, um, this bright light in front of their face that was actually blinding, and it, actually was, it was actually two lights. It was like a light like this and like this, and it was so bright, everyone was like a bright light. So I couldn't actually look at people. I was actually blinded, and I was like kind of looking at the floor for about a minute because everyone was so bright. And then eventually that faded. And then, uh, and then as I was looking at everybody, I felt uh, very, I uh, had this like psychic connection. Like I knew what everybody was feeling. So every single person I looked at, I just felt what they were feeling. I guess later on, I realized, oh, that was a sense of oneness. But at the time, I didn't even have this idea that we're all one. I, I hadn't even entered my reality. I w I'd read one spiritual book. I didn't know, I didn't know anything. So I was, but I just, I just felt like, oh, I feel what everyone is feeling. And every single person on that, on that uh, train they felt absolutely lost, just lost. Like they had no idea what they were doing here. And again, I knew I got to remind people that they're, that they're infinite souls and there's no death and there's nothing to worry about. And we're all just get to do this and grow and it's all good. Um, so yeah, so, so, so that faded after a while, the empathy. And then I sort of was back to normal and I was like, okay, that was pretty trippy. Holy shit. And then I went on with my life. So that, <laughs> that was basically the first 
the first uh, awakening. Yeah, it was about a decade ago. Wow, that that's incredible. And I, I mean, I, I can relate because I also had an awakening, which I talked about. I think episode two of this podcast, in which uh, I was just simply having a conversation with someone about you know life, death, robots, artificial intelligence, the cellular structure of the human body, and all of a sudden this light tunnel appears out of nowhere. I fly through it and um, kind of see like the source of everything is bright light and getting with downloads information and. The most significant information that I got was that we are infinite beings. We're, we're in this infinite thing, and this lifetime is just one part of that infinite journey. And just like, yeah, it's like filled with all this like warm, loving joy and just wanted to share that with everyone. And I was trying to think of like the best way to share it. Um, what was your most recent? You said you had a recent awakening experience. And also, what do you think these awakening experiences are? What do you think they're for? What's the purpose of them? And kind of like, yeah, general thoughts on, on being a human. Well, three years ago, I would be saying things uh, more from a guessing place. Like, well, I think it's this and this and this. After the last couple of awakenings, uh, I, it's going to sound a little cocky, but I, I kind of know cer- certain things you just kind of know in the direct experience. So they, 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 it's not even that I know them. It's just that they, it just reality just is like the ultimate spiritual reality is it's completely irrelevant what anybody believes. Right. And as a, as a human with an ego, you don't like that, it, but it makes no difference what me or you or anyone believes ultimate reality simply is. And uh, when you have those direct experiences, what happens is the, the person is gone. <laughs> like the, like just got like, boom, the idea that you think you're a person gone. You, and you realize you were never a person ever. And it, and it, the, it just, just, just the concept that you thought you, you were a person is quite ridiculous and laughable when you're in the direct experience. You're like, Oh my God, I thought I was a human. <laughs> it's just hilarious and, and r- ridiculous. I mean, it's quite ridiculous. So, um, yeah, so there's a, I mean, there's the, there's the first one I had, which I, uh, I won't go into, uh, but it was, just, it was just Zen. It was basically 40 minutes of just uh, presence without any uh, uh, personal identity, and that just happened randomly uh, in London about three years ago. And it wasn't, there was no God connection or all this. It was simply just presence without the person. So I, for about 40, 45 minutes, I, I just wandered around. It was just weird because I wasn't a person. And that was a minor one. The next one was fucking huge, and it's a whole story. And then the last one was fucking huge, and it's a whole story. So you want the last one? That's the one that's completely insane. I definitely want the completely insane. It's also, completely you, insane. You mentioned that, that we're not actually human. We're not actually here. And not not even level. close. And, um, well, we are, so- but it's not, it's not the ultimate level. And, that, and that's what I realize. That's what I can, would all make sense as I explain the, the story. Yeah, cool. I might as well tell you. And then, Let's hear it. I'd love to hear it. Oh man, it's so it's it's crazy. It, it's so insane that it's like even I can't believe it happened, but it did. Um, yeah, it's it was five. It was years in the making. Like I've been obsessed obsessed with waking up in spiritual enlightenment for about five years, and I've gone around the world seeing gurus, doing plant medicine, praying, uh, med- like everything. Like literally, the only thing that 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 mattered to me was waking up. I mean, not a lot. Of, I realize. It's a, it's a rare thing, you know, because I talk to a lot of people and somebody, people are interested in spirituality, but really waking up knowing the truth, like the truth of reality. Not that many people are really, you know, there's some, but there's not that many. And uh, boy, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it pays off if, it, if, you, if you really pop off. Um, so basically, the last story was I'd met this uh, beautiful man uh, called Paul uh, on a breatharian initiation in Ecuador. 
I was doing my second initiation. Uh, so I was doing about five and a half days uh, dry fasting. Um, and, uh, and I was just kind of helping out and hanging out with the other uh, students and stuff because it was my second one. And so, I, and you know how you meet some, some, somebody sometime and you just, you absolutely recognize them immediately. There's this deep soul recognition and love immediately. Yes. You're just like, oh, yeah. I love you. Holy fuck. I only know you 25 minutes. What is this? Doesn't <laughs> yeah. even make like, again, on a human level, makes no sense. When you realize we're infinite souls traveling mm. through the cosmos forever, mm. you know everybody. There's, there isn't anyone that you don't know in reality. Um, anyway, so it was this deep, deep, deep love. And I hung out with them a lot during the retreat. And at some point, uh, I went to Canada to, to, to go for a visit. And so I'm ha- hanging out in Vancouver, having a great time. And at some point, we go visit some of his friends over on uh, one, of the, one of the islands. I think it was Victoria Island. And uh, yeah, and so one, one morning, um, he, says, uh, he says, yeah, let's go down. I'll show you this big, there's this big ancient old growth tree that's like a thousand years old. And I said, yeah, yeah, let's go check it out. And I went over to this tree and it was just this massive thing, like massive. And I do Qigong and stuff. And I was standing in front of the tree and I just, just for a minute, you know, just to connect. And I got some kind of down, like something happened. There was an energetic shift, like the tree did something. And I was like, whoa, that was something. And I don't know what it was. It just felt good. And he, and I wanted to hang out the tree more. And he's like, no, no, let's go. There's a, there's a lake over here. I'm going to show you the lake. And he's like, you can visit the tree again later. I was like, all right, all right. So as we start walking towards the lake, uh, and I should, I should, I should, I start talking about uh, how good I was feeling because of what happened the previous night. Previous night, um, I took about this much of weed, and that's about a once or twice a year thing for me. I just never really, you know, just not my thing. Not really into it. It makes me paranoid. I just never, never bother. But once in a while, I'll take a puff, and sometimes I'll go into what I call comedy mode. And the night before, for three hours, I went into comedy. And I was joking around. making It was just hilarious. But also, it wasn't the immature jokes I was doing when I was in my 20s. It was jokes coming from a much higher spiritual place of oneness and love. It was, so it was jokes coming from that level where I was like, oh, this is the comedy I'd like to bring to the world. This is, this is, this is really who I am. And I felt so on fire during those three hours the night before. I was so like, this is my purpose. This is why I came to wake people up through comedy. That, that, that was me. And so I'm talking about this experience saying, oh, man, I felt so good last night. I really feel like this is why I'm here and this, this is my gift. And it was so amazing. And, uh, and I said, yeah, you know, I, I, I used to be afraid of fully showing my light and, and my, my gifts because I, I was afraid if I really showed who I was, I would be killed. And he looked at me because I'm a bit of a revolutionary. I, I know I have the capability to wake up lots of people. Uh, it's kind of in, nice. the, in the DNA. And so, and I think a lot of us feel this, that we're here to, do, to, to be part of this grand awakening. You know, I think a, a lot, a lot of us. So I said this to him and, and he just looked at me and says, oh yeah, well, no biggie. We, we've all been killed lots of times. And I looked at him and I said, and so as I started saying this next thing, about halfway through the sentence, uh, an energy came and was speaking through me that was like, it was me speaking and it was not me speaking is the best way I can say it. And so what I said was, I'm not afraid of being killed anymore because I am. I am everyone who's ever lived in this realm. I am everyone who lives in this realm now, and I'm everyone who will ever live in this realm. And whether it takes 100 years or 500, I will not leave this realm until all of my brothers are liberated, because I am. Wow. So that wasn't me talking. That was the Christ. 
And as he spoke through me, and, and I was looking at Paul, and he was looking at me, and it was literally God seeing God. It was such a, and as I said the words, it was again, the, even though I'd had big awakenings before, it was the absolute realization of truth of these words, that I am all beings forever eternal. And as I said that, I felt that absolute power and knowing. It's like, it was like, holy shit. And literally one second later, I knew I was about to die. I absolutely felt I'm about to die. I, was, I felt fear. I looked at Paul in the eyes and I said, I'm dying. I'm, I'm going to die. And he just looked at me and he said, with love in his eyes, total love and compassion. And he just said, it's okay. And in that moment, what he saw, I actually let out a death scream, literally a death scream as I collapsed. He caught me and put me on the ground. For me, I was just, again, I was no longer in the body. I was just thinking. I was just energy. I was just thinking. So what, here's what I was thinking during this period. I was thinking, huh, that's weird. I just, I just real, I, I knew that I had just attained the ultimate, that I knew that I just realized the thing I was looking for for, for so long. But it, it was really the second time, but this was just different. And I, and I knew I'd attained, and then I thought, well, hang on, I just realized I'm eternal, and now I'm dying. That doesn't make any sense. And I thought, well, I'm not going to fight it because I know where I go. I know that I'm, you know, because I've had such realizations before. I know I'm going to God. There's nowhere else to go when you, when you leave here. So I said, okay, I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to God. And I just accepted it. I just accepted, okay, I'm dying. It's all good. And I was waiting to go to the light. I'm literally waiting to go to the light. And some, a little bit of time passes, and I'm, I'm literally just like looking at my watch, like, okay, uh, any second now, going to the light. Here we go. Any moment now. And again, nothing happens. And then eventually uh, I wake up. I wake up, and I'm laying there on the, on the grass, and Paul is at my feet. And I was so convinced I had died. I thought I was in heaven, and he was my guide. That's how real it was. I, just, I looked at him, and I said, am I dead? Did I die? And he said, no, no, the old you died. You're still here. And it was extremely disorientating. I, I was looking around. Every, for a while, it was like I was like dizzy. It looked like almost everything shook. I was just really confused. And then I was like, all right. And then I got up. And then uh, I knew I had to go for a walk and uh, swim in the river. So I went into the, uh, not the river, the, uh, the lake. So I went swimming and I came out. Basically, for the next 12 hours, uh, I could, or the rest of the day, I can only describe, I mean, there's no description. There's no description. It was like, it was like waking up out of a nightmare. It's like you're, you, I mean, literally, like when you have a really, really bad dream and you think it's real and then you wake up and you go, whew, that was just a dream. That's what happens when, when, when you go through an ego death. So obviously I didn't die. The ego went through a death. It was layer, many layers of fear uh, and conditioning and all that kind of stuff that had to do with that person that died. Um, and it was just, it was just bliss and beyond imagination, like I was just, everything was God. Like I was looking at people in the eye, just, just like this, just like blown away, looking at the trees swaying like they were magic, just like ev everything. When I went to swim in that lake, like everything around me was myself and was conscious and was looking at me. Like everything was, was myself, everything was myself in everything. All were, like the realization is that I, what I am is everything in existence, all sentient life everywhere is the self. It is myself. It's all that, it's everything. There's no past. There's no future. And as weird as it sounds, there isn't even a now. There's just all that is, you know, like, like, the, the, like existence itself is my nature. Existence, being, all of it. That is the truth for me. And it's actually the truth for all beings everywhere. Yeah, it's I, almost I incomprehensible. 
for it the is incomprehensible. Mind. It's 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 you know it's like it's like it happened, and I realized, and it's fucking mind blowing even to be talking about it now. But it but that is the truth of what I am. Like I I I cannot pretend to be a person anymore after that. I just like I can't. Like I'm not a per because I am a person on one level. But that's what hundred year experience. The other that I am is without it. You can, there's not even an age to it. It's forever. It's always been. It's always will be. It can never not be. So compared to that. This is not this. What what is as per, as temporary as a human cannot be the real. It is what is permanent and forever. That is that that is the real. Um, so and so some of the downloads that came in and, and I haven't even gotten to the. There's another part of the story that's fucking insane. But some of the downloads that um, that came in, there was a few. Well, let me let me let me finish because there's more to the story. So that day was just absolutely crazy. I was sitting there in a state of absolute bliss and oneness with everything. It was all the self. And and a little little mind actually a uh, thought popped up in my in my head which was like shit you're never going to be able to do stand up comedy or tour the world or do anything because I was in such a state of bliss like I couldn't function I couldn't go to go to an airport and get on a plane I I could I was useless I couldn't do anything <laughs> it was just and then I also thought well if if it's full enlightenment and I just sit there on a hill and people come sit around me and I'm in this state forever that's not bad I I I, I you know it, it it could be worse you know. Um, so it was absolutely insane. Like they, they were asking me, uh, you know, because uh, I do this thing called uh, comedy therapy, right? I teach people how to basically write jokes about their, their story and get vulnerable and share with each other. And it's, it's pretty awesome. So they were asking me about that. And, and, and they're like uh, all the friends that I was there with. And they're like, tell us about this. And like, what, what, what's the deal with it? And I started talking about my childhood, now my abusive childhood. And after like 30 seconds, I stopped and I went, I can't talk about this because it's not me. It's not who I am. It's just a story. I have these memories of the story of this guy, Alex, you know, in my head, but it's not me. And I literally said, I'm lying to you because it has nothing to do with who I am. It, it's, so it's literally waking up out of all of the story, all of the dream of this person. It's just completely not you. Like, it's, it, it's hilarious. Um, and so the whole day went by. It was just insane. Uh, it, it's like seeing for the first, like everything you're looking at, it's like you're seeing for the first time. When, when I took a breath, I could feel the amount of air in my lungs was so much more. I was just, I literally said to Paul, I was like, it's like I've just taken my first breath. I could breathe. So, so when all that tension and everything, when you realize you're not a person, all the problems, all the stress, all the fear, it all has to do with being a person. All of it. As soon as you realize you're not that, you, you, can, you can breathe more because it doesn't, there's nothing to worry about ever. There's no, it's like liber, like you understand the word liberation. It's liberation from the person. That's when you realize you're not the person, you're free, you're done. You're just, there's nothing to worry about. Um, anyway, so the end of that day, this is where it gets in, uh, interesting again. Uh, they walk me to this, uh, this, out, this big outside uh, tent structure that I'm, that I'm staying in. And uh, they're like, hey, are you, are you okay? And they're treating me like a baby. They were literally treating me like a newborn baby because I literally had died and come back. And, it was, and I was looking at the world like, holy fucking shit. That's, that was my state for the day. It was just... So they walked me to the thing and they're like, hey, are you okay staying here, you know, uh, by yourself? And I made a little joke like, yeah, I'd rather be out here alone than in a main house with you weirdos. And they laughed and I was relieved. I was like, oh, you guys laughed. I'm still funny. You know, you got, you, I'm still funny. And Paul looked at me and he's like, don't worry. You, you're still going to be you. You're just not going to have all the other layers of bullshit. And I said, oh, okay. All right. Because I, I was like, I'm never going to be funny. That was part of the ego, right? That was part of the person that died. But no, funny. I'm still funny on the soul level. So it's okay. Um, so I tried to go to sleep that night. And, and so what happened was every time I started falling asleep, I would wake up screaming in terror. Literally, I'd wake up with, ah! and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the next night, same thing. As soon as I fall asleep, I wake up in this terror. And Paul said, yeah, yeah. He, apparently he went through this uh, 
as well when he went through his death. And apparently it's, it's like the layers of um, all, all the fear and the trauma from the separation from God that's physically in the body. When you go to such a you know, level of truth, a realization, those vibrational, you know, that, that, those fears can't exist in the body. They literally have to exit. And so when they exit, you scream them out, apparently. So he basically just gave me some mantras. So if anybody ever goes through full-on ego death, this is what you do. As you're going to sleep, focus on the mantra, I am, God is. I am, God is. That's one of the ones. Any, I think any mantra of, of the truth is good, but that's the one I used. And as I was falling asleep, it happened a few more times where I'd wake up screaming, but it got, screaming, but it got kind of less and less. And eventually, after a bunch of times, I think it was around 5.30 in the morning, I finally fell asleep for an hour and a half, woke up, looked at Paul, looked at Paul and was like, okay, I think I'm okay. And then I went to sleep and everything was okay. So it took two days of screaming at night to actually get, get all of that out. And uh, Paul said there was a lot of like crazy like beings in the room, like light beings and angels and all kinds of crazy ass shit. They're like, it was a party in here. He's like, everybody was here watching you die. It was really fun. I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. And then, yeah. And it was just states of bliss for fucking weeks, months afterwards, like w- waking up. I remember once I woke up and it's like, there was absolutely no thoughts. Like literally you wake up and there's this, the joy and bliss of existence. You still know that you're God and there's no thinker. And then whenever things happen, like, they just happen automatically. It's crazy. So it, it's like you just wake up and you know you have to pee. So you just watch your body peeing and making breakfast and flossing your teeth. But, there, but you never made the decision. Things are just happening automatically. And that's actually what it's like in the really, really high states. You're so not a person. They're, they're, your mind isn't even the one deciding what's happening. It's all just source go, happening. It's all just happening. It's uh, in, insane. And then, of course, after months, you eventually go back to a relatively normal, but not, not really. It's not really the same. But, you know, you, you know you, the mind still comes back and it has its little things it wants to do and, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, that was fucking intense, bro. It was, <laughs> it was like literally death and rebirth. And, and now certain things make sense. Like there's some certain expressions like, uh, you know, uh, um, die before you die or you want to die before you, you live. There's certain, there's different versions of it, but yeah. it makes sense that you can never really live until you go through that ego death. Cause it's only the ego that's terrified of death. There is no real death. That's one of the down. That's one thing I know. Absolutely. That death I went through one of the downloads, I really understood. And like in that ultimate state that there's no, you, you are the answer to all questions. So, so any questions I had were answered. So even just thinking of, of a question, immediately the answer was there. So after that, there, there, there really aren't questions. There's just what is, uh, and so one of the, some of the downloads were, um, what happened to me, every human being that's incarnated today is going to go through that death. There's no way everyone has to die to really go back to source, essentially. And so in- in- enlightenment is your destiny. It's your destiny. It has to happen. Like of all the things you could do, the one thing you can never not do is not wake up. You will wake up. But the question is, when? And that's something you can't control. You can go on about just focusing on money and sex and drugs and whatever the hell all the crazy humans are doing. And you could do another thousand lifetimes, 10,000, 100,000, million lifetimes of suffering before you decide to wake up and then you will. Or you could do it now. Or you could do it next life. You know, you could do it pretty, pretty soon. So that we can choose. But whether or not you will achieve enlightenment, everyone will achieve enlightenment because it's literally returning to the truth. It is that is who we are. That is what we are. We are that absolute state of all that is. That's actually us. There is only one being in all of existence. There is only one being, and it is I am. And it's split into infinite, infinite uh, beings, and here we are. But there is only the one. 
So when, they, when the spiritual people go, separation is an illusion, well, it's true. They may not have experienced it, but it is the truth. There is only one being. It is the self, it is the consciousness, and it is eternal. And that's us. That's what we are. Well put. Well put. It reminds me of the Eckhart Tolle quote, die before you die and realize there is no death. And that is, that's it. I think humans, one of the major fears that people have is, is death. The end. And, and this whole pandemic that's happening on the planet right now is bringing up a lot of the fears of death and dying. Would you say that, uh, I mean, it sounds, it sounds intense, like <laughs> what you went through. It, sound, it sounds kind of crazy. Um, did your life change for the positive after that? Like, would you say it was a good thing or was it just like discombobulating? It was the best thing. Uh, I, I guess I'd been getting ready for it because I've been, again, on the path for a long time. I've had some really nasty uh, experiences on ayahuasca. I've had some nasty deaths on, uh, on, on acid once. I had such a bad trip where I literally had to trust in God and, and accept death just to get through it. And as soon as I did, I was okay. And I learned, I learned the hard way. Don't fight it. Never fight death because it's only your ego that's trying to hold on to this world and, and, you know, because it thinks it's so important and it thinks it's going to come to an end. So I'd been, I'd been in a way, I, through brutal experiences, um, I'd been trained, you know, in a way. And I, and I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, why did I have this horrific acid experience? Well, if I hadn't had that experience, I may not have trusted in letting the ego die in the real awakening when I had to, had to let it go to, to basically mer merge with the Godhead. So, uh, so yeah, everything really does happen in a, in a sequential order like, the, like it's supposed to, whether we see it or not at the time. Thing, things are, are happening as they're supposed to be happening. Um, so yeah, it was the greatest thing. Uh, yeah, everything changed afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah, the fear of death is not really there anymore. Um, the mind is a lot more quiet. It's like, it's not like I don't have an ego, but, but all the layers of separation and fear, like the, it's like a huge part of that died. And it was that ego that still wanted to be, wanted to be successful or wanted to prove something or wanted to be the funniest person in the room and all, all, all these things. That's really the, the human egoic kind of personality that all of us have. And you wake up out of that. See, I, see ego just means separation. So it's like I still have an ego because I'm a unique individual soul. And I'm, so I'm still different from everyone. I still want to do things and explore and I want to do my soul's purpose, which is you know, waking people up through comedy or whatever. Uh, that's great. But the, the part that, that really believed in this story of like, I have to compete or be better than other people. Other people are all myself. There's no one else here but me. So who am I competing with? You know, it's, it's ridiculous. So there's, there's, there's that, that, um, that neediness to prove or to be loved. I mean, I am loved. I'm all that is. What, 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 who, what do I, who do I need to impress? Who do I need to be? Like, I'm, lit, I'm literally all that is forever eternal in this one unique soul spark, but, but I'm all of it. So who do I need to make think that I'm good enough? Or, I'm, or that I'm worthy of love. I am love. I am consciousness. I am excitement. I am inspiration. Everything is, this is all what I am. So, so there's that, that neat, that desperate, eh, please love me. That's fucking gone. Nice. It's just gone. <laughs> so, so, so all that's left is just doing my unique soul's purpose and having a blast. Because if, you know, it, it's a pain in the ass being a person. And if I didn't think it was going to be fun, I wouldn't come down here. So really, that's the thing. Do what you're here to do and have, have a great time. And don't worry about when it's over. When it's over, you get to go back to, to source and, uh, and come back here again as many times as you need. There's nothing to, to worry about. <laughs> yeah, it's you such a different worry. perspective. I, I feel like a lot of people don't have the perspective uh, that you have about life and death. Uh, I, over the years of, of my own research and my own personal experiences, 
uh, I've, I've come to the realization that yeah, everything you're saying is true and we are simply a fragment of a single consciousness that's having this beautiful experience that is reality. And, you know, we're, we're all in it together. Um, I, I want to, I'm curious about comedy therapy, especially right now, because, uh, you know, some, some people are living in a lot of fear. Some people don't find things to be uh, super funny at the moment. Um, I want to, I want to hear about, yeah, what it is and maybe how people could, could participate with you or just do it amongst themselves. Oh, sure. So yeah, so my main thing that I do, uh, so I got into like, I used to be super shy and introvert, introverted, if you can believe it or not, at least around women. So I, used, I got, I became a dating coach. I was like running around the world, flirting with girls all over the place. It was a great time. Uh, but I had a lot of, I had a lot of trauma because you know, of my mother who was like, you know, like I mentioned before, she was brutal. So I really had to work on myself and, and overcome. So I've done a lot of stuff, a lot of work on myself, including doing comedy for a very long time, but I've done primal therapy and you know, got into meditation and plant, just so much stuff I've done to just to get okay with, with that, with that human story. And it's funny because healing is actually healing your human story, but awakening is like realizing there is this whole story is not real. So you can actually, you can actually cure it as well just by <laughs> waking up. Uh, but for, but also, you know, I, they kind of go hand in hand, a little bit of waking up, a little bit of healing, you know, it all, it's all good. So yeah, man. So I, uh, years and years ago, I, uh, randomly, I was at an, a buddy's, uh, workshop, a personal development workshop. And I just, I was a participant, but I just said to everybody in the group, I said, Hey, does anybody want to learn to do stand up comedy? It'd be fun. And a bunch of people said, yeah, let's do it. And I just showed them how to, you know, how to tell the story, how to write jokes and all this kind of stuff. And it was super fun. Like everybody on the course just was hilarious. Like there were Mormons on it saying things that were just unbelievably funny. And it was so much fun. And I was like, man, there's something to this. I'm, I'm going to do this again. And I just started doing this around the world. But as I was waking up myself, I was, uh, I was basically putting into that a lot of exercises that were all about really just opening up, being vulnerable, sharing your fear, sharing your work, like just sharing your stories, all the, all the parts of your life that you don't want to talk about, like actually bringing those up and seeing what's funny. How do we make it funny? How do we turn this into a joke? So, but, but, but by the end of the course, not only are you more vulnerable and you're able to just communicate honestly and share, share your, share your shit. Um, you can actually talk about yourself in quite a funny way and talk about, you know, all your bad stuff and make people laugh. And the connection that you have between two people, when you're able to like come, come up and just share who you are, you know, cause most people, they wear a mask They're you know, if you, most people are fake. They wear a mask and they're, Oh yes, I'm very successful. And uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I have this company, you know, all this bullshit. And it's like, you talk to people and you know, that's not really who you are. This is, this is a front. And so the best way to actually show who you are is, and I, and I joke about this when I, when I meet people, it's like, tell me your shit. Tell me your fucked up childhood. Tell me that kid, that kid who, you know, bro- broke your sandcastle and, and beat you up when you were eight years old and you're fucking terrified for you. I mean, give me that stuff because that's how we really connect. That's how we show truly who we are. But by showing the imperfect side, the, the dark side, the other side that we, that we normally don't want to share, show me that. Because when you show me that, then I feel like you're a real person that's kind of fucked up like everybody else. And then I can show you how I'm a little bit fucked up like everyone else. Then we can connect on a deep level. And so the course is about also looking at comedians and seeing how the most amazing comedians, they're the ones that are authentic. They talk about their shit. You know, Richard Pryor talking about how he burned half his face off doing fucking crack cocaine. That's real. You see what I'm saying? So being vulnerable and being able to share your, your real stuff uh, and to an audience, it's really, really powerful. And I've seen people have breakthroughs just telling their story and laughing about it. I've seen people energetically go from, oh, I can't talk about this to like two weeks later being like, oh my God, it's so fucking funny. So, and you could just see them laughing at this trauma that they were holding in and without drugs, without anything, just 
just being okay with, with, with sharing your story. So it's really powerful. I've only done it all around the world, but never online. So now I, we've, we've basically turned it into an online format because of the crazy Corona stuff. So anybody in the world can go on this eight week course and work with me in live calls. And uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's powerful. And nice. in the end, you get, to, you get to face your big fucking terrifying fear, which is you get to go up on stage and you get to do comedy in front of a bunch of people. Oh, that's sweet. Like for the online one, is like a like a Zoom Zoom version of. of there will be a Zoom version, but then the the final final mission, which you know you, you can choose to accept or not, but the final version is you actually go and sign up at a comedy club or an open mic, and you actually do your set. But yeah, you'll be practicing wow. obviously with with all of us online. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. When's uh, when's the next online workshop? So the very first one is scheduled to start May thirty first. So that's very soon. Oh, nice. Come and. On. Uh, and we, we might let some people, you know, if they find out a few days later, everything's recorded, of course, so you could join a few days later and it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be the end of the world. And yeah, we'll see how it goes and hopefully I'll be running them again. But uh, it's so much fun. Like, like mm. it's just so much fun. It's like you're literally laughing throughout the whole thing. Like, that's, that's the point. Yeah, to, to, to make light of some, some darkness that people have, I think it's so healing because a lot of people hold on to the, the, the dark things, the bad things that happen. It just festers, turns this feedback loop in their mind. And, you know, that turns into dis-ease and it creates all just all, all kinds of uh, unfortunate things in their life. But to be able to take it and to share it is one thing. Like to be able to, to just share it in like a self-help group or a self-development group or therapist or anything like that is, is pretty huge as well. Like just to get it out there energetically to remove it from your, from your system and your body. Um, but then to turn it into comedy, I think there's something very magical about laughter and, and, and about comedy. And I'm curious, like, how, how does someone take that trauma that they think is like the worst thing ever, but then turn it into something that is that they can share that makes people laugh? Well, you're going to have to sign up for the course to find that out. But uh, no, the, the short version is uh, it's really just getting OK with it. It's like it's really just the realization that everybody's got everyone's got shit, right? Like every human being, if you're a human being, you've got stuff. And so when you stop trying to be perfect and you accept that no one is perfect and neither are you and you should, as a human, you, you, as divine infinite one consciousness, you are perfect. Yes. But as a human, no, you've got your shit. So just getting okay with that and accepting that. And so a lot of the exercises are about that, getting okay with the fact that we're, we're not perfect and sharing some of that imperfection. Uh, and then as you move throughout it, uh, actually picking certain certain stories or events that happened that you, you could see the funny side of. And then as a group, we just work on those and we just, we just go through, you know, uh, yeah, like what's funny, what kind of humor is there, what's likability, what's charisma and storytelling, all these kind of things. And so I just give you the tools to get authentic with your pain and your shit and as well make it funny. And, uh, and, and that's it. But anyone can really take away that principle, uh, a very simple principle, when you meet new people, don't share your mask. Don't share your, your, you're trying to be perfect. Share your shit. You know, and if you can, if you can joke around about your own, uh, you know, your own little trauma or your story or your, your bullshit in the first minute or two of being somebody and show that you're a little bit humble and that you're not perfect, man, that goes a long way to disarming people. And that's actually one of the keys to, to charisma. Uh, actually, we just had a module on my infinite man online coaching Academy, just about charisma. So I did like an hour or whatever it was call just talking about uh, charisma and that's one of the key principles is showing people your imperfection because if somebody comes in you yeah i'm super successful look i've done this 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 and you're like oh my god and then of course the ego goes oh my god i'm not i'm nothing compared to this guy oh my god but if you're just like hey yeah you, a billionaire walks in the room and just goes actually yeah you know i used to piss my bed all the time when i was a kid oh yeah they'd call me mr piss pants you know all the time i just pissed my bed it was up to up to nine years old peeing my bed all the time whatever just some joke suddenly you're like oh this guy's he's fun like he's 
he's telling me all this shit most people wouldn't share. Wow, he's a real human being. He's not perfect. He's got shit too. Great. And you would be, you'd be able to relate to the person rather than them coming in and says, yes, I made $1.9 billion this year. What have you done? You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> I made a few really good spiritual podcasts for my podcast. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just one of the secrets people don't, I don't think are aware of connecting to people. Mm-hmm. Share them your shit. Make fun of yourself. I actually have a, a video uh, that I actually share this one technique how to do. It's about a 13-minute video. It's inside the Infinite Man Cave. So if anybody goes to infinitemansummit.com and they join the cave, it's free. And you can see a, a video where I go into how to actually uh, make fun of yourself and connect with people uh, instantaneously. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, that, I feel like that's, that is pure gold. Charisma is a, is, is a great word, great, great thing to strive for. And I think also right now with a lot of people – you know, shifting businesses online, online personalities, podcasts, YouTube, like all of that is becoming pretty, um, you know, there's like 10 times the traffic there was on, on Zoom calls or Facebook Live or Instagram Live than there was just a few months ago. And there's a lot of uh, people shifting online, even like Joe Rogan just was paid like $500 million to move his uh, podcast to Spotify, which is insane for a single person. And uh, I feel like this, what, what you're describing is also super beneficial for people who want to be online personalities to, to recognize oh, yeah. that you don't need to be that perfect online personality and share your vulnerabilities. That's it. That's it. I mean, it really, you don't have to be like super you know, funny or any of these things, but just, just to be okay with who you are. I mean, self-acceptance is the most charismatic thing when you're just okay being you and you're not trying to prove anything or manipulate anyone or uh, impress anyone and you're just cool with you man, people want to be around that. They just want to be around that because they feel your energy of just, you're cool and, and, you're, and you don't want anything. And energetically, you can just hang out. Like you, you hang out with these high level beings. Oh my God. Like, you know, when I've had my really crazy uh, experiences, uh, yeah, people don't want to leave your presence. You know, I mean, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty popular guy anyway, but right after having these experiences, I was in such deep states of peace where I'm just sitting there and people would come and just sit around me and look at me and people were just having fucking experiences just because I was at a certain level of, you know, vibration that was completely insane. Uh, but some of that stays with you. And the, the more you accept yourself as well, and you're just okay. And, and you, again, awakening is really just, it's waking up out of the illusion of being a person. And, and a lot of, uh, a lot of that is really the belief that you have to do or achieve or all this kind of stuff. When you or or and it's it's also a lot about you know getting more you know getting more whatever it is more money fame success houses whatever bullshit but waking up when your when your consciousness goes up and up and up it's all about service to others like the only thing that really becomes important to you is like you want to help other beings in any way that you can because it's all you it's oneness so of course if you come across someone and they're really in a, in a bad way and you're great you just want to help them out so that's the, that's what's happening on planet Earth right now people are waking up out of this delusion of, uh, you know, it's all about me, 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 and more mm. and success and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, it's not. It's about peace and harmony and love and, and, uh, and, and you know, uh, it's about integrating all of us back into that one on some level. It's really, we're, as we're returning to the truth, which is, which is oneness, which is love. That's where we're all heading and, and it's inevitable. That's why I really laugh at the certain, certain, I don't want to get too, uh, too dark, but certain agendas where they want to separate everybody, which that's what COVID is. Yeah. It's just an agenda to separate everybody and think that everybody could get you sick. So, you know, it's completely insane mm-hmm. as before they were separating people with like man versus woman, you know, feminism and, and man, man, right. All, all, all this kind of stuff and black Politics, versus white, yeah. all, all of it, rich versus poor, all of it. Now it's just like, no, it's everyone versus everyone. Anyone could get you sick. There's a virus out there. So we're going to, it's, it's complete insanity. 
but I think it's, uh, but that's the agenda, but I think millions of people are waking up to it. So I think what's, what's going to happen is the opposite effect. Everyone's going to wake up and realize, hey, we're all in this together. We're all brothers and sisters. And anyone that's trying to turn us against each other, that's actually, I don't want to say the enemy. Because I don't, there really isn't any enemy exactly, but there are beings who are really in their egos and they want power and they want control and they really want to manipulate this, uh, this dream world to be what they want it to be, which is essentially a nightmare. And I'd rather it be a paradise because, you know, and, and, and as many of us, the more of us decide that it's going to be a paradise and let's just not fall for their, you know, it's just magic, you know, it's just, they're just sprinkling their, 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 their you know, st- just wake up, stop watching mainstream media. It's all lies. It's all there to control you. Stop watching lower vibrational uh, movies, anything that, that gets you, um, that normalizes murder or rape or, or violence. Just get rid of all that stuff. You know, don't listen to music that calibrates uh, low, you know what I mean? Like, like, like raise yourself up. The, 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 the solution to any problem actually is raise your level of your consciousness and vibration. Any problem that you think you have, if you raise your consciousness up enough, it's not a problem. Yeah. It's, a lot it's of people, true. Like any problem, raise yourself up enough, there isn't a problem. Yeah. That, then the question is, is how. And I think, yeah, turning off the news is, is, is one great first step. And that it, it really is just pure programming and trying to trying to put fear in people because if people are scared, they'll stay tuned in for that commercial break to see to see what this news anchor is gonna, you know, try to help comfort them with. Well, it's all it's I mean, they call it television programming because it is it is programming. And uh, with all the major things that happen like this, this uh, COVID thing, you know, it's a it's a false flag event, right? It's all been planned. They've already there's documents going back quite a long time. Rockefeller Foundation documents from 2010 explaining everything that's happening right now. Event 201. They planned this early, you know, the year before they rolled it all up. Everything's been planned, you know, everything to the T. And it's always that way. So it really they and and they they show you what they're going to do because people they're stupid and they don't you know but it's one of their rules they got to show you what they're going to do and then they roll it out so stop watching the freaking news for for one thing and stop trusting authority i mean that's the, that's the number one thing that's the number one problem people trust government don't trust the government trust yourself you're a divine sovereign being you literally are everything that is having a human experience you are you are god force why would you give your authority to any organization that will take your money and use it for war and propaganda and murder. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop, stop it. Stop trusting authority. Stop trusting the government. Listen to your own internal guidance. You're a sovereign being. So do you think it was purposefully released? It doesn't really matter because it's all been planned out so that when it happens, this is what they're going to do. But yes, Mm -hmm. from what I've seen from the evidence, yes, I think, I think it was released. Everything was, I mean, they they literally ran a, a practice of it just before. Right. So, Event 201. It's all there. Things, they don't hide this stuff anymore. They're out in the open. You can go look how they planned it all out. Everything's been planned out. They, they, you know, everything, everything. It's all perfect. As soon as they shut everything down, they start rolling out 5G, putting it in schools everywhere so, so that people can't protest it. And now what they're going to do is they're going, to, uh, they're going to activate the 5G and people will get sick and they're going to say, oh, it's COVID. But it's not. It's 5G. Mm. You see? It's all... It's all it's all coming out. It's all out there. So it's like, at this point, it's like we either wake up and acknowledge that yes, certain dark forces have been uh, running this illusion for a while and we can stop it by choosing something else, or we can continue to put the bag over your head and just hope everything gets better. Yeah. And it's crazy because there's, there's so many layers to it in that there's the dark forces, the shadow government, the people who want to that 0.01% who essentially run the planet, who have all the power and can control politicians to create laws they want, do what they want. There's, there's them who have these agendas, and there's also almost like a step above that, which is 
seeing the agenda, like this, even this virus, for example, this pandemic, is helping people awaken. Now, if it was, if it was pre-planned to, to kind of control people even more, it seems to almost also be doing the opposite. It's like half and half. Some people are living in fear and they're just consuming the fear. But then the other half, they're, they're awakening through it all. And they're seeing so much more truth come to light. Or they're just awakening in their own being, in their own mind. And it's, yeah, I, I, I find comfort in seeing these higher perspectives of what's happening on the planet. Uh, moving more things online, seeing the atmosphere be uh, full of less pollution and just really uh, kind of seeing it, this like crack in the, the awakening of the planet right now uh, taking place around the world. And I, I, I love that you also are a men's coach and then you, you help men. I think that right now is a, a very important time for men. Like I see the, the divine feminine rising uh, the feminine energy around the planet. I think we're shifting more towards taking care of the planet, you know, being these caretakers for the earth rather than this like warrior destructive, you know, it's divide and conquer. And uh, as the feminine energies come about and as people embrace their own inner feminine, which is taking care of their brothers and their sisters all around them. Um, sometimes the actual men can get a little lost in that because it's like, well, is this just for women? Are women just supposed to be powerful? Should we just have a woman president? Like, should we just lift all women up as, as the leaders in, in business? Um, and I kind of see it as uh, right now what the men need most is that comfort, is that healing energy from the divine feminine. And, and I don't think a lot of men are getting it. I think a lot of men are opening up to it. Uh, and kind of as a, as a men's coach, how, how do you feel about the current state of, of masculinity in the world? Masculinity. Um, well, I think we've been in this system for so long. We're all so disconnected from some basic, basic, basic truths, right? Which is like love and compassion and truth, uh, are, or should you be just what's running the show, but it, it isn't running the show. And we're so lost in these narratives, right? Of, uh, you know, like, like I said before, uh, having to be successful and like, you know, even that whole narrative of like women, like women should go out and get jobs, all this kind of that's all of these narratives are part of that uh, dominator culture that is all about separation and disempowering everybody, right? Like all, like the war, but every single war, all they're all fake. The war against drugs, the war against terror, men versus women. It's all fake. It's all created. It's all planned out step by step. How do we create, you know, as much confusion and chaos as we can? Uh, so for men, yeah, it's, it's kind of messed up. I, I see a lot of guys who are really, really angry. And, and they, again, they, they fall into some of these narratives. So they're, they're, they think women are the problem. And, and some, you know, there's, a whole, there's whole movements of men who are just like, we're quitting on women. That's it. We're just going to be alone forever. And I'm looking at them like, what are you talking about? That's like half, one out of every two people. Are you serious? That they're amazing. So, uh, so yeah. So when you get into all the, all the stuff and you, and you get angry and you get bitter and you, you buy into some of, the, some of the stuff out there, you're so disconnected from any idea of potentially healing, you know, healing this, this, uh, this anger that you have towards the, the feminine, um, you know, looking at your childhood and your past and re recognizing, Hey, trauma was passed down to you by your parents because they had trauma passed down to the, by their parents, et cetera, et cetera. War is created for trauma. Did you know that, uh, the same, uh, people in wall street, um, the same families funded world war one, world war two, Vietnam, all of it, it's the same cabal of people funding both sides of the war. They funded Hitler as well as the United States in World War II. It's insane. 
You can buy books this thick that we'll just go into. These are the people. This is how much money they spent. All of it. They fund all of it. And that trauma, generationally, it, it, gets, it gets passed down, right? You, you, you think we're done with World War II? We're just starting to deal with World War II now with all the trauma that's coming up, you know? So, 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 so there's so much trauma. Your parents don't know how to parent kids. Nobody gets trained. So all their insecurities and fears and patterns go down to the kids. And so, so you end up just confused. There's no role models. You don't know what the hell's going on. Next thing you know, you're, you're 40 or 40 or whatever, and you're like, how come I can't get a girlfriend? Life sucks. Nobody likes me. Well, yeah, because you're, you're, you're traumatized. You haven't done the healing work. You don't feel comfortable. You don't know who you are. You haven't found your life's purpose. You don't know what you're doing here. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it, is it that hard to believe you can't connect with, with one? You don't even know yourself. You can't sit in a room for, for five minutes and, and just be quiet and just sit with yourself. You think someone's going to want to be with you? You know what I'm saying? So we're so disconnected from all of that. Um, and that's why I say that there's only really two types of people on planet Earth. There's the ones that are working on themselves and all of that and the ones that are not. You know, it, it really comes down to that. Work on it. Once you realize, oh, man, we're all traumatized. That's what the system is. We have to start doing the work. Then you're, you, you're on to something. And then you can, you know, layer by layer, you start healing and healing and moving in the right direction. But if you just choose to, like, you know, get drunk and watch Netflix and, you know, smoke weed and, uh, and, you know, whatever, or maybe fill the void. I'll just make lots of money. Then I'll be good enough. Well, no, you won't. You'll make lots of money, but you'll still be miserable because uh, it's meaningless and your life is meaningless, you know? So, yeah, man, it's a big journey. Like really waking up and working on us as human beings, it's, it's, it's a big one. It's a lifelong process. Yeah, I consider myself a lifelong learner. And I'm all about just growing, always evolving, always trying and just being open to, uh, to evolving. And I feel like the universe often gives us a lot of guideposts to, to point us in the right direction if, if, we're, if we're open to it. Yeah, the, dude, uh, I, I mean, again, I only shared a tiny bit with you, but I had, I've had some sit-downs where I just opened up my heart, literally opened up my heart to the universe and was like, okay, I'm listening. What do you got? And just literally just just no just downloads coming in coming in coming in and one of the downloads was it, it's all available for us it's all it's all available for us anything we need to know is there and everything that is happening is like you you we all planned this little adventure for ourselves right the, the lessons certain things happening it's all perfect like we're just the fact that we're here uh in fact Matt, uh, Matt Kahn. He's the one that introduced me to this. He said this in such a perfect way. And I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Love Matt Con's awesome, super awesome. If anyone hasn't checked him out, he basically just said, you being here is exactly what you wanted. Your higher self wanted to have this crazy adventure. And here you are. So you're doing it. <laughs> Congratulations. You're here. Stop, just calm down. Don't take it so seriously. So, <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a great point. We're, we are doing the, the crazy thing that we wanted to do. We're, we're here. Yeah. So just get just get clear on like what it is, what's your biggest excitement, what really does it for you, and do it and do the healing work too. Because unfortunately, part of being a human is we got, we got to do the healing work. Yeah, I love what you're talking about. How you 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 would ask the universe, like you literally sit quiet your mind and ask. And I think there is such power in that, such power. Where if you if you if you just sit for a moment and you just allow your thoughts to kind of fade, you can ask yourself almost any question and information will come in downloads will come in it's it's pretty remarkable i think the mind is one of the most untapped resources that we currently have science hasn't yet really delved into the mind um too much but between hypnosis past life regression hypnotherapy 
uh, and and certain you know magical powers like uh, telepathy or, or all, all minds around the planet being connected on a, on a certain level. Uh, I think it's the next frontier, and it's a it's it's yeah it's it's something that that I would recommend people listening to tune into if you feel confused or a bit lost. To just sit with yourself and just ask yourself questions and allow the answers to come in. Yeah, and it's funny because yourself can be you, the person, or your uh, subconscious, or your higher self, or just the big self, which is everything. It's all you anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter yeah. which self you're talking about. It's it's all you. Sit down, whatever you resonate with. But yeah, it's all it's all there. It's really crazy, but it's all there for us. We just have to intention. When people really ask me, like, "Hey, man, like, you know, what ha- what happened that you had all these? You were you were kind of a dick, and you had all these awakening experiences, and you changed so much." Of, What's the secret? What, what is it? And I said, honestly, I had the intention and the desire to wake up and I, and I put the effort in. I just did anything I could. I didn't have a guru. I didn't have a, an, a system. I would just, I read anything I could read. I'd see anyone I could see. I would, I would watch any video that would help me, you know, any spiritual teacher that can help me. I was just on it. But I had that intention to wake up no matter what. And it's all about the intention. If you sit down and you go, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to heal my body, you can heal your body. If you sit down and you go, and you really have the intention that you're going to communicate with your higher self and you're going to get the downloads, you're going to get the downloads. Really, it's really about your intention. I mean, we are the creator. We are literally creating all of this. We're the, one, the ones making all of this. Sure, there's a certain rule set and you have your power is limited as, you're, as, a, as a human, but not as limited as most people think. Yeah, healing powers too, yeah. It's, there, it's there's some powerful so powerful like believing that you can heal yourself can actually heal yourself it's it's crazy i i had an experience where i was sitting i just read a book that said you could download crystalline energy through your crown shock at the top of your head and as the crystalline energy comes through you can send it places and for you know a few months i had this uh, cyst on my arm it was like this little look like little like ball of fat, right? It's just there as something I did not want on my arm anymore. And so I did that. I just sat and allowed this crystal energy to come in. I sent it to my wrist and I just imagined it just dissolving. And literally the next morning I woke up and it was, it was like 90% gone. And over the next couple of days, it just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And I was Wait, like, God. wow, it works. Yeah. It, it literally, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, any, any parting words or um, just for the people who are listening? I think, I think there's a lot of gold in this conversation. And you're an inspiring person. I, I love what you're doing and what you're putting out there. Um, do you have any, any thoughts for the people who are listening at this point in, in time? I, I just want to say first, my ego really appreciates you saying those nice things about me. So thank you. Um, <laughs> just don't settle for anything but the, exactly what you want out of life. I mean, literally, you are the creator of your own reality. I, I've seen so many people when they just get to that point where they go, okay, that's it. I've had it. I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. I'm going to live a life authentically. You know, it, it, we're so trained to, um, in the system to, to conform to other people's beliefs, other people's beliefs of how we should live our lives, the government, uh, society, our, our friends, even our, our parents, you know, and nobody knows but you what your soul's highest is, your soul's highest desire, highest purpose. You know deep down what you're here to do, and you have that calling. And, and, the, and the thing that we've done that's a real tragedy as human beings is we've, we've, we've learned, we've somehow trained ourselves to ignore that deeper soul's calling that says, hey, man, you love music. Go and just play music. 
or hey man you know you love comedy just go do comedy or hey man you know whatever you're a dancer just dance whatever it is that's your soul your soul is always saying to you do the thing do the thing you're here to do you know what you do it and the ego comes in and says yeah but i'm not going to make enough money doing that or my parents want me to do that or i won't be successful enough and i do it it's all fucking bullshit your soul didn't come down here to impress anyone or to get status or to be important. None of that stuff or to make lots of money. No, it's all, it's all part of the illusion. You came here to experience your highest soul's excitement as a creator to create something. And you know, on a, some deep level, you know what that is. And if you don't know what that is, find out what that is because the only thing that's going to make you happy is living your soul's purpose. Nothing else is going to give you that satisfaction every day of just just joy and peace every day of being who you are and doing what you're here to do. Nothing, no amount of money, no amount of Instagram followers, no amount of expensive cars, no amount of sex, no amount of drugs will ever give you the satisfaction and joy and infinite bliss, which, by the way, is your nature, of just living in, in, in alignment with your soul's purpose. Nothing, 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 nothing. I've seen so many people. It doesn't, I have friends who are multimillionaires, really successful business, lots of sex with beautiful, all these guys. They're miserable. They're miserable because they're not actually in tune with this. They're not doing what they're here to do. You know, and they're prioritizing the, uh, prioritizing the wrong stuff. So listen, whatever you got to do, take a vacation, you know, go for long walks, meditate, do yoga, whatever puts you in that zone where you can really tune in and find out what am I really doing here? Why did I, you chose to come, you chose to come here. There's not like people think, Oh, you just two people have sex and then babies show up. No, no, that's actually not how people are made. Sorry. Sorry. There's a soul contract and you decide, yep, I'm going to come in. I'm going to explore this thing. Uh, my parents are going to be shitty and I'm going to be, be angry at women and then I'm going to heal it. And I'm going to help millions of people. You know, there's a, there's a contract and then there's a contract between you and your parents. And then you say, okay, I'm going to incarnate here. And this is my mission. And this is what I'm going to do. And then, then you come in. That's how, it, that's how it goes. Sorry. But if you think two people are getting drunk and they just make a baby, that's all it is. That's not how souls come in. So what are you doing here? What are you doing here? That's the question. If you know the answer to that question and you start acting on it, you're going to have a great life. And that's it. Living your soul's purpose. Alex, where can people find you online? Uh, so my main project uh, is in, uh, Sasha Day Games Infinite Man Summit. So Sasha Day Games, that, that was my like, you know, when I was a dating coach, my kind of thing. That's, that's what I'm mainly uh, known as. So infinitemansummit.com. We do live events. Well, hopefully one day we'll do live events again. Uh, we have an online coaching academy for men where we do online trainings and calls and we have a community. So we support the guys and, you know, kick their ass and make sure they're doing what they want to do. So it's all about this, what I'm talking about, basically. Uh, so that's that. That's wonderful. Um, and then I have a spiritual podcast where I just talk about enlightenment and waking up and loving yourself and yada, yada, yada. And that's easy to find. Just go on uh, YouTube or iTunes or whatever. And uh, it's the Woke as Fuck podcast because I thought it would be a cool name too, Woke as Fuck. <laughs> so I, I called it that. And then the feminists, then they turned woke into woke to, to sexual harassment. And everyone's like, are you what? sure you don't want you? And I was like, what are you talking? No, woke is waking the fuck up. And I don't care yeah. who else uses the term in some other way. That's what it is. I'm not changing my podcast name. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's that. And then uh, if, if anybody is like, hey, is this guy funny? Let's go see his comedy. I have a website I haven't updated in years. But if you want to see one of my old uh, stand-up comedy clips, if you go on alexthecomic.com or just uh, alexthecomic, uh, you'll, 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 you'll find me. Uh, there's some clips on YouTube where you can see me doing, doing some jokes. But yeah, I'm around. I'm around or follow me on Instagram, Sasha Day Game. And I Excellent. 
Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I will include links to, to all these things in the show notes so that people can easily just tap and, and find you. And, and I know a lot, of, a lot of the listeners have been finding just incredible people from all these guests that I've been having on. And it's just such a gift and such a pleasure to, to have you on. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's been great. It's such, a fun, uh, it's such a fun thing. You know, it really is amazing that, that, that you can make a living at some point. I'm sure, I'm sure you will if you keep at it. Uh, but, but that you can, you know, to just talk to really cool people and having discussions and that's that's like it's crazy if you think about it you know like 30 years ago hey man you're gonna sit there and just talk to people and uh that's gonna be your job it's like what but it's it's quite amazing it's quite amazing actually that you could just tell jokes for a living or do anything but but really if you're really passionate about something you can make a living doing it and I'm, i'm telling you to everybody out there listening oh no i could never do it yeah when you really trust in the universe and you put it out there what you want and you start taking action towards it magical things happen like miracles are normalcles they're not even i've seen things i mean you heard that one story i mean it doesn't you know that's crazy enough but if you just trust just trust put your faith in all it is and follow your heart you will be supported you will be supported i I know it's hard to believe that i can't really yes you will be supported it will work out you'll be okay there might be some hard times and, and challenges and whatever but you will be fine just, just trust. God is good. God is all that is. You're all that is. You can't be left out. You can't be rejected. You can't be. You're, you're a child of God. Like, you're fine. <laughs> you're going to be fine. That's it. I'll Amen. Ah, I love it. I think, I think that's a great place to end this episode. Alex, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Deep Shift. I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Oh.